Oh my gosh. Everyone, I'm so excited to, I, I watched the film over the weekend, viewers, just to let you know. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is a true cinephile type film. So if you are the type of person out here in these streets who just loves, loves, loves indie films and a stylistic films, then you're gonna love this film. And I like to work, welcome Tony and Parker here. Tony is our director. Parker is the lead of the film and they killed it. Killed it yeah, in you. this film. So I'm, I'm yeah. super excited to talk to you guys about this. Some of your inspirations, um, you know, I'm gonna ask you some questions about some of the inspirations, but um, I'm, I'm, I just, you guys did a fantastic job on this film. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you guys also just finished CineQuest, right? Yeah, so we premiered at CineQuest from the 20th to the 30th. Um, and now we're about to enter our next festival, which is Florida Film Festival, starting mm -hmm. on the 9th. What? That's awesome. So how, how did you guys um, feel about CineQuest? How was it? Uh, it was cool. It was cool to have a virtual premiere versus not having any premiere at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's different from other film festivals that have happened in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was my first virtual one. So I think I'm still digesting it a little bit mm -hmm. um, and trying to kind of gauge. It's a lot, um, I think, different because, you know, a lot of people were asking me how I felt and you know, I was just kind of home yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, being there and having you know, a lot of audience members come up to you and things like that, right. which is like the normal film festival um, kind of thing. But it was so cool. You know, I was getting a lot of messages and so, you know, a lot of love for the film. Yeah. Positive of it, I, I would say real quick is that everyone got to watch it nationally. You know what I mean? You didn't have to be out there in LA in order to see it. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, I actually watched a lot of films for CineQuest. I had a, I actually had a film in CineQuest this, and I was just, it's, it's been, people are just doing really great jobs with these films, and CineQuest did a really great job, and your film was one of them. So that's why I know about it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited. So, uh, Tony, I kind of want to ask you about the look and the feel of this, because it just, it's so unique to your voice if you, looking at some of your prior work, it's it's very unique to the work that you do in your voice. And I honestly, after looking at it, I couldn't imagine anybody else directing it. I mean, I know you wrote it. FYI, everyone, he wrote it and directed it. I know you wrote it, but it's, what kind of inspired the, the look and feel? Um, so our, our main goal, you know, with my cinematographer Harrison was to create a look that didn't take away from the story. So, you know, all my past work, I'm very camera orientated and loved doing dolly shots and just getting really creative and doing things. And that was not that we didn't get creative on Icon, but it was so much about the performances and what was happening with the characters that it was more, okay, how can we do this with the style, but not take away from me getting as many takes or getting as many chances to do some imp improv with the actors. So um, one of our main references um, was Blue Valentine. Mm -hmm. uh, we looked at, they kind of did a cool 
dual storyline, and they did a lot of long lens things that we kind of picked up and wanted to kind of make our own. Um, we knew we were making a Florida film, so we wanted to make it pop a little bit. So that's why it's kind of vibrant with color. And um, other than that, we always knew that we were going to have two different uh, looks for each storyline. So, um, you know, when we were deciding on that, it was, again, more about how can we get the best performances. And, for example, like with the flashback sequences, we would do kind of like 360 lighting just mm -hmm. because I had a kid that was three years old and <laughs> I knew I was only going to be able to get him to do things maybe one time, if not any times. So right. a lot of those situations, instead of like saying like, okay, Sam's going to blow bubbles by the slide. We're just going to give the kid bubbles and you're going to run with the camera with them and track them. And like, we're going to see what we get. And then just me being behind the camera, just trying to, kind of direct that way was fun and, and different. And so it's, you know, what the film needed. Yeah, it, it was also very interesting because, you know, I, I work with a lot of horror and the color palette, although dramatic, it really kind of gave me somewhat of the, the color palette that you would usually put in like, maybe like a horror film, but it's, it's, it's a thriller drama, you know, so, um, was there any inspiration behind the color of the film? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe subconsciously. I'm a huge horror fan. Um, <laughs> like, I want to make, that might be my next film, might be a horror movie. Um, but I think it's just, you know, kind of my background and just the way I like looking yeah. at it. Again, it was something that we wanted to be vibrant to kind of match Florida and kind of bring mm -hmm bring that out. So, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess that was the color. Yeah, no, you guys did a fantastic job. I definitely, I, the, the thing that really resonated when, when I saw it was the, the color really for me, cause I'm, I'm like, I really like uh, when colors really influence the mood that you're supposed to feel for the characters. And I really felt that with this film, like that you guys took a lot of time um, to really figure out how you could influence the mood outside of the characters who were fantastic. Um, speaking of Parker, <laughs> speaking mm -hmm. of your character, Sam, I I looked at some of your previous work and I see that you have a tendency to work with characters who, or young adults who have very complex feelings. <laughs> is that just like a preference for you? Is it is it, is it something that you prefer? Uh, no, it's just what's what's uh, what's happened, I guess. Um, I love playing all types of characters. I've done some smaller stuff that's not really out there that kind of divulges from that. Mm -hmm. um, but you are right that I did a short uh, when I was in high school called Dogwood Mouthwash, and my previous, my first feature film, Surviving Lunch, yes. um, were definitely troubled characters that are fighting their own inner demons, and that kind of comes across through their actions, through their words and uh, throughout, throughout the storylines. Um, but I do realize that in, in the acting industry, there is such thing as typecasting, and I get that. Um, but no, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a preference. It's just what I've been in so far, and I, I look forward to New Horizons and kind of diving into some other characters as well. Do you think you just have that, like, that thing to bring out, like, really troubled, in-depth characters? 
I, I suppose I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is interesting because if I'm being completely honest, I haven't experienced any severe trauma in my own personal, in my own personal life. Uh, nothing that would, you know, make my own person become someone that is displayed on the screen. But I, I guess so. Yeah. Now that you say it, it's a, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes like having like empathy for characters or just trying to understand the human experience just adds towards your art, your creativity. So it's, I think that you don't necessarily have to go through something in order to have empathy or want to understand why a person would make a choice, which in Sam's case is the whole entire movie is about making choices. And you made some really great artistic choices. So um, I just wanted to say that they Thank were you. like really great I, and really believable. Thank you. I think you actually just phrased it better than, than <laughs> I could have, but empathy, empathy is definitely, um, what would stick out the most. I find even in my own life, sometimes I feel others' emotions more so than my own even. And that really comes across when I'm acting as well, is being able to read words on a page and and empathize with them and feel their pain and and feel why they would be motivated to do the things that they do. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely came across. And, and and so, yeah, I can't wait for everyone to be able to see see the movie. Um, so, Tony, I also looked at some of your previous work, and I'm seeing that you create a lot of your own opportunities. So what inspires you to create your own opportunities, to be your own writer, your own director, um, and your own unique voice? Um, I mean, I'm just not not kind of waiting. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, in a town much, much like Sam, uh, you know, and, you know, single mom, and I had no connection to the film industry. So um, I've just taken every opportunity to try to get better and improve my craft and make things. So, um, yeah, when it came to, you know, this feature and putting on probably a lot more hats than I necessarily would have um, would have liked. Um, you know, I'm not going to complain. I just, you know, wanted to get it done and wanted to do it. And, you know, wasn't going to let anything stop me. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, you did put on a, you do have like a background and like being a behind the scenes crew person and also being a creative person. How are you able to kind of separate that part of yourself where you were able to fully focus on the vision of the film as opposed to, because as a filmmaker myself, um, it's very hard. We tend to do a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, how are you able to focus out there? And, and a lot of our viewers, FYI guys, they're, they're filmmakers. So they do a lot. They're usually like, I'm the DP, but I'm also the craft yeah. service person. <laughs> like, like, you know, so how are you able to kind of like separate that part of yourself and just dive into being the, the creative director that you are? So um, I think on this project specifically, I was fortunate to have a great team behind me to mm -hmm. where I didn't have to necessarily worry about all those things. Um, working as a crew member and doing things in my career to kind of come up, um, 
you know, it allowed me to build a lot of relationships, a lot of trust with people. Um, you know, I met Parker uh, on his last feature film and I was just a crew member on it. Um, so, you know, I always thought when I was kind of coming up through the industry, um, every project has a door that can open up to something else. And there's always that one person, maybe more that, you know, you never know, could, can be the lead in your feature film. Um, you know, a couple of years later. So um, I just liked being on set and I liked, you know, learning as many aspects. So, you know, I felt, um, you know, to be a good leader and to kind of be the top that I needed to know a lot of the positions that you know, I'd be leading. Um, and when it was time to come in, um, you know, I had gaffers, I had the DP, I had a producer that I could all trust. Um, so I didn't have to kind of micromanage them. I just let them do their own things. I mean, you always got to say yes or no um, as the director. But um, when you got good people, it's usually just always like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. You know, so um, I was just really fortunate. And so, like, um, you mentioned that you had worked with Parker on another project. So do you kind of feel like, because I've I've had this kind of like this question to a lot of filmmakers, you know, do you feel like you're kind of like finding your tribe, like the people that you know that you want to work with for the next like 10 years? Because it's kind of hard as a filmmaker to find that, you know, or even an actor to find like a director that you know you want to work with for the next 10 years. Do you think that this film kind of has gotten you closer to that as a filmmaker? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, everybody that worked on the film, I mean, I would 100% work with again, um, and come up, you know, I, you know, a lot of those people are my people, you know, mm -hmm. and they need something, if they need a camera, if they need somebody to come help something, I'm not going to have an ego about it and I'll, you know, do whatever I can to help them, you know, in whatever way is possible. So, um, yeah, I mean, like finding Parker on the past film and now doing this one. I mean, I don't know. Parker's very talented. He's probably going to skyrocket a lot faster than me. <laughs> um, so uh, I would love to keep making films with him in the future. And, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm also, I love meeting new people. You know, I just moved here to Atlanta. So I'm like really excited to kind of grow my Atlanta network and try to meet some new people, make some new things. And, and I just keep doing stuff. Yeah, and, and Parker, so this also was a super heavy subject, you know, teenage pregnancy. And when you're working on heavy subjects like that, like working with someone like Tony mentioned that you worked with before, was it easier for you as you prepared for the role and collaborated with Tony because you had worked with him before? I would say I definitely felt comfortable uh, in the atmosphere that was created on set. It it always helps to have people around you that you trust to be able to reach kind of the depths that you need to. Um, because even in a scene where you're going through a lot of turmoil, there's still probably eight, at least eight people, you know, right behind the camera watching you. So to know that I could trust everyone uh, that was there on the set made it, yeah, made a world of difference to know that no one had judgmental, 
you know, mindsets that no one was really out to get anybody, but everyone was a hundred percent put in to this project. And, and it was really a passion project, not only for Tony, but I think for everybody involved in whatever niche they were involved with. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it, it definitely does make a difference. And uh, obviously through Icon, I met a ton of new people that, that, mm -hmm. that I haven't worked with previously. And a couple of days in it felt like I had known him for years. So Devin it's really Hall. a testament, a testament yeah. to the atmosphere that was created on set. Devin Hall, who was fantastic in this as well. And speaking, speaking of that, what was your process? Like, how did you create a process around creating this character? Sure. So what, not only for this movie, but just as an actor in general, mm -hmm. I, I feel it's important to really get to know, the, the character and and know things that no one else on set knows about that character. So I, you know, I would just sit and after reading the script, um, you know, a, a couple of times I'd go through and I'd make decisions that don't necessarily see screen time. So in my head, I know Sam's favorite movie, what, what books he's read, what he listens to on a daily basis, um, what interactions he have, he has with people that aren't even characters in the movie. And that type of thing and, and kind of external motivations that will carry over subconsciously but aren't mm -hmm. explicitly stated in the movie itself so that's kind of my own personal process to kind of build a life around this character so that you can see what it's like to live you know a couple of months in this life that he's lived for for 18 years yeah i mean it's it's really interesting um because like when i meet a lot of actors i say oh, I understand why that person got that role because that person is that role. I can't say that about you. <laughs> I don't think you, <laughs> well, you thank know. You. Thank you, that means a lot. Yeah, which, um, you know, I always wonder, I'm like, oh, did people cast because they are the character or because they did a great job with developing the character, which you really did. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, so Tony Parker, I'm gonna ask you a question and it's kind of like um, something that I've been asking um, a lot of filmmakers that I've worked with lately. What inspires and motivates you? What, what keeps you going in this industry? Continue doing what you're doing in your art. This is for me? Yeah, for both of you. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, start, I'll just start out by saying that no day on set felt like I was at work. And I think first and foremost, I know that's a very cliche answer, but I, I truly wholehearted, wholeheartedly mean it. Like I look forward to the days where I got to go over to St. Petersburg and spend time with people that I love, uh, people that I consider friends and do something that, that we all collectively share an incredible passion for. I would also say that having the opportunity to meet great people that are so dedicated to something that you are so passionate about to begin with constantly is keeping me going. Just just to have friends that, you know, my, my friends here in, I live in Orlando and I'm, I'm a full-time college student and I will make references to movies that will oof, right over other people's heads or like talk about things that you can't really relate to that on, on a film level on, and find people that truly have that passion for it. But yeah, it's, it's the people and just the, the love of the art getting, getting to kind of spend, spend some time really spend some time in someone else's shoes. And that person doesn't always exist in real life. And I think it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I agree with everything Parker was saying. Um, it's just really fun, you know, it's, 
it's it's a dream you know we're yeah. very fortunate to be able to do this and kind of work and just you know make movies it's what i've always wanted to do um i really enjoy just the collaboration i think mm-hmm. it's it's just so much problem solving which i love and just you know making something happen how, how can we make this the best looking shot how can we make this car didn't show up how can we make this scene work <laughs> you know it's little things like that where it's like a lot of people get stressed out by those things but not me i mean i i live for that stuff and that's you know what i enjoy so um you know it really challenges me to kind of always keep growing and and get better and um that's what motivates me is you know i just love to you know, try to reach my full potential and, you know, work yeah. with great people every day. It's so interesting. I, I, um, I know a writer, his name is um, John Cry. He used to work at a company called um, New Market Films. They made, he worked with Christopher Nolan on Memento and um, The Prestige. And he worked at another company where they created Hesher. Um, and one of the things that he told me is being in this industry and having to collaborate is the best thing in the world, but it's also the worst thing in the world because you have to find people that you love to work with in order to do what we do. It's just, it, it becomes like a, almost like a weight, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't find a team of people who are willing to commit and invest in your dream of creating your body of work, you know? So um, for you, Tony, if there's somebody out there who's like, you know, I want to be a filmmaker. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. You know, what advice would you give that person who who has that passion that you have towards filmmaking? What will you tell them? Don't give up. You know, that's that's the main thing is this is, you know, just because it's fun doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And, mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of times in my career where things have happened and, you know, where a film didn't come out the way I wanted to. And, you know, you kind of just, it's all little learning experiences. You know, it's not, it's not a race. You can't compare yourself to others. Um, so, you know, that being said, you know, it's really easy now to make, make movies and everybody says it. You shoot movies on your iPhone. I think you should shoot on a better camera, but, um, <laughs> you know, just because it, it gives you the whole experience. Um, but I think, you know, just be open to learning. Um, don't get in this mindset that you're just the director. You know, why not try to pick up a camera and try to understand what a DP does? Why not you know, understand what the act, you know, what an actor does? Um, I've just tried to absorb so much and just, you know, take it all and, you know, just make things and, um, worked out for me so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Icon is, it, it's so cinematic um, for it to be an indie. Um, it felt cinematic. It felt intimate. And it, it felt like when, when you do indies, you want to do something that feels bigger than what it was what or, or what it is. And it definitely has that feel, which I appreciate because I do a lot of indies. Um, so Parker, 
similarly, there are a lot of actors, and, and I'm going to be very particular about this, who want to be leads. They want to be a lead in the film. It's a huge responsibility. And they're just like, you know, I want to be this, this person who holds this, their, this film, but they just don't understand that there's a lot to that. What advice would you give someone who's out there and they're like, you know, I want to be in a lead in, in the film. Uh, what would you tell that person like about the responsibility or even about going up for a lead? Just, I, I would say first and foremost, just go for it. You know, my number one, I, I think that you can't first, you can't just become a lead without first being an actor. You, <laughs> you know, you, you can't expect to just, the first thing that you ever do have a lead role. Um, I would say student films, student films, student films, because that is such a fantastic way to grow your network of people, um, to put a reel together, to have some stuff. You know, there's some very high quality student films out there. And to be able to have that and you're not going to get paid for it. And that's fine. You shouldn't be doing it because you're getting paid for it first and foremost. So if you are, then I, I wouldn't say it's the profession for you. Um, but yeah, grow your network and, yeah. and just love what you do first and foremost, you, you have to love it and you have to, you know, put the effort in for it and, um, empathize with them as you stated earlier, just, yeah. at, at, no matter how small the role that, that you may be cast in, empathize with them and treat it as if it is a lead role. Yeah. And what I'll say also about the film is it's, Considering how crazy our year has been, it's really been refreshing to see, you know, a film that also can be very encouraging. Um, and in the way that we kind of view ourselves and our past and our history, and also the trials and tribulations that we have to deal with in choices that we make. So I'll say for all of our um, listeners and viewers out there, it has really truly been a treat to have Tony and Parker on. Um, I know that you guys get to get to your next interview, but I really, truly, truly appreciate you guys coming on. And I, I will say, you know, I, it was a treat to watch this, Tony and Parker, it was a treat to watch you. So thank you so much. Thank you both for coming on. And that's next week. Thanks. Thank you, Tish. Mm -hmm.